it's one of the most anticipated movies of the fall season. Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon hits theaters in October and stars Leonardo DiCaprio. Money flows freely here now. I do love that money, sir. (laughs) But don't forget the snacks and, um, you know, wear very comfortable clothing because it's three hours and 26 minutes long, which got us here at Weekend Edition thinking about a controversial topic. Long movies. Love them or hate them. Good thing we got two experts on hand, NPR film critic Bob Mondello and Chris Klimek, host of Smithsonian Magazine's podcast, There's More To That. Welcome to the program, both of you. Good to be here. Hello, Aisha. Nice to be here. So, okay, let's just dive into this. Three hours plus for a movie is a huge commitment, is it not? I'll start with Bob. It is not. It's not. No. Oh, it is. Oh. Now tell me, tell me that you. Now let's be real about this. Do you binge watch things on television? From time to time. And that's more than three hours at a time, right? So what's your problem? I... It, it's no, no, no. Okay, and Chris, how do you feel about this? Let's 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 just set the table right here. You know, I think I can answer by saying that I have seen this summer's three-hour Oppenheimer twice. Yeah, no, I I, I love a long movie. You love a lot. Okay, so here's my thing, and this is what I will say just to lay out how I feel. There was a point where I was watching old Eddie Murphy movies, and I watched Beverly Hills Cop, and Mm -hmm. it was like 90 minutes. This is the way movies need to be. Let's just get it in and out. And you know who agrees with you? Shakespeare. (laughs) Okay, Uh, Okay, now Shakespeare, in the beginning of Romeo and Juliet, he has the prologue that says something about two hours traffic on this stage, which is what everybody thought in Elizabethan times drama should be. Two hours, right? Now, he wrote some stuff that was longer. He wrote some stuff that was shorter. But two hours is about right. And for movies, that's what people have been assuming for a long time. But sometimes you've got more to say about a movie. Sometimes you've got a lot more to say. Take a movie like um, Gone with the Wind. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's almost four hours, Mm -hmm. right? And nobody much complains about that. But didn't they used to have intermissions? Back in the day, couldn't you get up, go to the bathroom or something during the the, the movie? Yes, and in fact, I actually, let's let's listen to the to the moment that you're about to get up and go to the bathroom and, and buy some popcorn. God in my witness, I'll never be hungry again. <laughs> By the way, the concession stand is open, everyone. <laughs> so, Chris, like, when did long movies really take off? I mean, obviously you had Gone with the Wind was way back in the day, but it seems like for a time there, maybe in the 80s and 90s, like, movies were maybe more 90 minutes. When did they start getting really long? There have always been long movies. There's always been an attempt to treat the length as a um, signifier of prestige when you think of, of mm. like, the David Lean epics like Lawrence of Arabia and things like that. I think sure. some of that was, you know, competing in the middle of the last century with with the new television. I mean, Beverly Hills Cop is a perfect example of, you know, right, 1984, right? 105 minutes long. I'm pretty sure Ghostbusters from that same year is about the same length. Like, you still had movies that were positioned for prestige and Oscars and all that that were allowed to be long. But the mainstream hits were really not allowed to be more than than two hours. Um, The biggest hit of the following year, Back to the Future. I got all the time I want. I got a time machine. But that runs just under two hours. 
the thing that that Bob said about the the intermission got me thinking about how inconsistently that's been applied. I mean, in this modern era when we've had the you know the three hour and two minute Avengers Endgame and and uh, Avatar: The Way of Water, which I think is three twelve, neither of them have an intermission. Um, but every time I, I read about this, I go back to two thousand one: A Space Odyssey, which you know nineteen sixty eight. It is only two and a half hours, and it has an intermission. Well, let's get on with it. Okay. So it is like standard length for a Marvel movie these days. Um, <laughs> you know, but well, there you... was a, back in the day there was a reason for that though. When mm-hmm. back when there were uh, where theaters were freestanding, they there weren't like twenty plexes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you had a movie that was longer than about two hours and ten minutes, then you couldn't get two shows in a night, right? You wanted sense. a seven thirty yeah. and a nine thirty show. If you push either of those times too far in the other direction to seven and ten. Audiences don't come to those right. shows. Mm-hmm. So that was the logic. In in a multiplex, they can just put it on in another house. Mm-hmm. So you can have five shows that are about 7.30 and, and get lots of audience. Yeah, I, I think there is almost an aesthetic use of the intermission to build suspense in 2001. When we know this because if you watch this film in home video now, the intermission card you know still comes up when you're, when you're watching the movie. But it's right after we realize that HAL 9000, the computer that runs this spaceship, realizes that the two astronauts intend to disconnect him, to kill him. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. I don't know if it's the most famous scene in the movie, but certainly the most quotable scene in this very dialogue light film that comes right after the intermission. So it sounds like y'all are naming some of the ones that you feel like got it right by being long. But what about some of the ones that shouldn't have been that long and they were too long (laughs) and it was just too much? (laughs) Chris, you know what I'm going to say. Sure. I I cannot think of of a... a major superhero movie that couldn't be cut oh by 20 goodness. minutes. So Bob says superhero movies. Who was too long for you, Chris? Who who is like too long? Oh uh, wow, be nice. you're really letting me grind an axe here, and I and I appreciate it. Uh, every Fast and Furious movie. Why oh are those goodness. two hours and 20 minutes? Every single one. You don't turn your back on family. Um, because they're all ripped off from Catherine Bigelow's Point Break, which is under two hours. Uh, John Wick Chapter 4 was, I think, 2.49. Like, John Wick 4 is 70 minutes longer than John Wick 1. And, you know, that movie was a hit. Do you think it's better to watch a long movie at home where you can pause it, go to the bathroom, take a breather? Or it do you think it's never better to watch a movie at home? <laughs> that that never. goes that is <laughs> yeah. there are no circumstances under which a, a, a motion picture that was created for the big screen should be watched at home. Oh, okay. On the other hand, mm-hmm. I understand the rationale for watching it a second time at home, and that's okay. fine. The set yeah. of the second time. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I mean, I am someone who, this this is not an exaggeration, this is not hyperbole. I was diagnosed with a blood clot in my leg in 2019, oh 24 hours after I sat through the three and a half hour intermission list, The Irishman in a theater. <laughs> so oh. I don't recommend that. You know, take a blood thinner if you have to. But uh, yeah, but I will, I will always stump for the theatrical experience. That's NPR's Bob Mondello and Chris Klimek of Smithsonian Magazine. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Aisha.